Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. This is Matt Zapala, your host and creator of Euphoria Health and Active Living, your go-to hub for all information on movement, sustainability, and plant-based nutrition. My main goal is to generate happiness, and I couldn't think of a more fitting word to represent my brand than Euphoria. Join me as I dive into raw conversation with qualified professionals, athletes, influential individuals, and many more. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. Welcome to episode 11 of the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Before I introduce this week's guest, guys, I'd like to thank you all for your amazing feedback and support surrounding the podcast. I'm absolutely loving listening and sharing people's journeys with you all, so thank you very much. In this week's episode, I was stoked I had the opportunity to sit down with Martin Sorensen, who is the owner and operator of one of the leading dairy-free cheese companies on the market, Demona Cheese. Martin, who is originally from Norway, always had a love for cheese, and he's now turned his passion into a successful business. Both Martin and his wife Rosa, being plant-based, they struggled to find vegan cheeses that had the same taste and texture as dairy did. This inspired the beginning of Demona Cheese. They spent years perfecting the recipes, ensuring that their products ticked all the boxes. Martin is such a humble person, and he's so passionate about the things he's doing. He's up to amazing things in not only the vegan community, but the community as a whole. Plant-based or not, these cheeses are unbelievable. The taste and functionality of these cheeses is second to none, and the best part is, there's no cruelty attached. That's all from me, guys. Enjoy the show. Martin, how are you? And welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. I'm very well, thank you for having me. Not a problem. I'm pumped to have you on the show, mate. Just to paint the picture for you guys, I'm currently sitting in Martin's beautiful home, sipping a filtered coffee that he made for, which is delicious. (laughs) Um, And we're very pumped to get into the discussion. Martin, before we dive into about your cheeses, let's talk a little bit about what life was like for you growing up. Um... It was a pretty quiet life in the suburbs of uh, Norway, just outside Oslo. Um, yeah, I've always been a very quiet, shy person, so I spent a lot of time by myself. Nice. And did you find that that gave you a little bit more time to think and process what you wanted to do when you when you grew up? No. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. So, yeah, this happened very late in my life. I love it. And you mentioned that you grew up in Norway. What what suburb in Norway, if that's what you call it, over there? And when did you decide to move into Melbourne? Um, well, it's called Langhus, which means long house. It's just about half an hour outside uh, Oslo. Um, I came to Australia about 10, 11 years ago now. Uh, I found love here. Love it. So, yeah, I'm getting married very soon. Fantastic. My beautiful Australian wife awesome. well she'll be my wife <laughs> congratulations to you both before we dive into more about the cheeses tell us a bit more about traditional norwegian meals and it was it heavily animal product based or was it was it quite um plant-based very animal based it's very very british really you have a piece of meat and then some vegetables around it a lot of potato and frozen peas and grated carrot 
Love it. Things like that. I guess that's similar to the traditional Australian, the traditional Australian meat, which is uh, meals, which is meat and three veg. So meat is really the star of the plate, yeah. which is quite traditional. When did you start to question uh, where the food on your plate came from? Um, it was actually when I started uh, going to yoga, doing yoga classes, and we were learning about the philosophy of uh, behind the yoga and uh, learning about the concept of uh, ahimsa, non-violence, and getting the understanding that animals are sentient and have a desire to live as much as we do. And who are we to to take their lives away? I couldn't have Just been. for our own pleasure. And especially learning that you can be very healthy and, and happy without doing that. Definitely. And when, when did you find yoga? What stage in your life? Uh, I just finished uh, my year in the army. So I was about 19 to 20. And uh, yeah, a good friend of mine who'd been vegetarian for a few years uh, brought me along. And uh, yeah, from day one, there was, there was no turning back. I love it. And when did you start to make the connection between the food you were eating and the animals? Um, it was around that time when I really started to get an understanding of, of uh, what was involved in producing the meat. Because um, I've, I've always uh, had a lot of compassion, like I always felt terrible even killing a mosquito. Um, but yeah, growing up with meat in the fridge always and having that for every meal, it, uh, it didn't really uh, dawn on me until I was about 20. Nice. That, uh, yeah, that there is a strong connection between suffering and the, the yeah the meat definitely and i feel like once you start to make that connection with the animals that's when you realize that you can never go back to the old ways yeah let's talk a little bit more about your personal transition into veganism was it then and there that you decided to go straight into veganism or did you go into vegetarian first tell us a little bit about that yeah i became vegetarian so the the yogic diet is uh, is veg- lacto vegetarian so they don't eat uh, eggs but uh, do eat uh, dairy products so yeah it was only and veganism wasn't really a a thing uh, when I became vegetarian I'd only heard about uh, the old school raw food people in Norway in the 70s but uh, yeah it was only when I came to Australia and I was working at a vegetarian cafe and we started um, introducing more and more vegan and raw products and that I really got into the, the vegan um, side of things, like substituting dairy with, uh, with plant-based Definitely. products. And I, I'm going off our chat before the podcast. You said that cheese was one of the hardest things for you to, to give up in your plant-based diet. Was that correct? Yeah. So when I was working at the cafe, um, I, yeah, I was getting into this uh, veganism and uh, so we started experimenting and uh, developing cheeses and sour creams and things like that. And uh, yeah, so once I realized that I could make something that, that could substitute 
definitely the cheese and the butter and all that then uh, then what's the need of uh, of buying it and eating it for sure i love that and was that the the catalyst for you to start thinking about demona was that was that the inspiration um it was the be- beginning of of the idea i suppose but uh i had a lot of inspiration from uh, both my my partner and also the the owner of the cafe who inspired me in the way of bis- thinking of uh, business um to, to create a, a business that could live on um, that's yours, that you don't have to be in all the time, yeah. you know, that, that can... Um, um, Where you're not actually there physically all the time running the business. Ex- exactly, yes. that can survive even if you have to be sick or, awesome. or something and, uh, and your income doesn't necessarily rely on how many hours you're there every day. Love it. So, and I guess you're putting your passions as well, your passions for living a cruelty-free lifestyle into the the business side of thing as well. So you're ticking all the boxes there. <laughs> what inspired the name for Demona? Um, well, we were looking, me and uh, Rosa, my partner, at uh, possible names, and we were thinking if there is in uh, in mythology um, or spiritual philosophy any protector of the cows and uh, so we, while we were researching we found uh, Damona as a, as a Celtic sacred cow there you go so yeah while she's not as protector specifically uh, we thought that uh, yeah elevating the, the idea of a cow being a sacred being I really like that and it makes a, the proper connection between dairy and plant-based alternatives and cheese in general yeah i love so, it yeah talk to us a little bit more about the transition from the inspiration at the cafe to create the cheese to now the product that you have on hand um well i wasn't actually going to to do anything about it the idea i think but uh but then the idea of doing uh, a business program to, to learn about running a business because that was the scary bit for me. I didn't know. I've always been uh, employed by someone. Yeah. So to so to start and run a business was really, yeah, seemed too too much for me. So, but then I heard about the Nice program, the government uh, uh, new enterprise incentive scheme. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so I had to go on Centrelink for a while to, to be able to <laughs> to apply for that course um, so yeah I did a three-month business course and that really pushed me into doing all the research and uh, and actually going ahead nice starting it and did you have any help from other people in designing your business model and or coming up with the graphics and things how did you source that um, well in the beginning I met uh, a girl at Denise program who's a graphic designer Perfect. So she offered to help me out uh, in designing it, and uh, yeah, that works out really well, then, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, my business mentor in the program, he became my accountant, so he's always uh, had my back, uh, <laughs> helping me <laughs> for uh, all the back of business yeah. logistics side of things, isn't it? Yeah, awesome. I guess the first step is always the hardest one to take and you just prove that if you put your mind to it and you're really passionate about something, you can definitely go through with that. Yeah, definitely. And I think I was lucky. It was the right time in the 
in the market in Australia, I think there wasn't, and that's yeah one of my motivations as well. There wasn't any really good products that I could find in in the shops. So uh, amazing. So yeah, it was the right time and place to take the plunge. Yeah. Awesome. Give us a little bit of an insight before we dive into your cheese making. What modern day cheese making is, and what cruelty is attached to the dairy industry. Um, there's just so much unnecessary abuse of animals and just l- lack of uh, compassion and uh, care for for animals and cows in particular. Uh, the way they separate the, the calves from the cows, the mothers, and uh, yeah, just use them as, as products. Rather than friends or other <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, that they have their own uh, lives they should uh, be able to live. Definitely. And I think a lot of people struggle to make that connection between the, an animal and that they're a sentient being. That they do feel emotions, they do feel feelings, and think of them as just objects, which is... Yeah, they're, they're not here for our uh, use and, <laughs> yeah, abuse. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a very... Because I think it's an old tradition and uh, out of necessity maybe in, yeah. in the past so it's just so ingrained in in our culture um that it's uh difficult for a lot of people to to realize definitely and i think that may have been the way of the past where we needed to survive to do those sorts of things but as time is moving forward and we've got more resources and more options we we don't need to do those things that we we had to do previously would you agree <clears throat> yeah absolutely awesome. and i think as our um, as we evolve as, as humans and the human race, we realize that our compassion can extend not just to our family and friends in our community or our country, but every, everything that lives. Great. I think that's a great point to touch on as well, Martin. Let's heading to Demona now. How long have you been operating Demona Cheese for? Uh, about three and a half years now. Fantastic. And did you start off making it from your house or did you originally dive straight into a factory? What happened there? Um, no, <laughs> we were cooking uh, at home in our little kitchen uh, in the first few weeks. But uh, then I was lucky enough to, to find someone who offered uh, me to rent a commercial kitchen at a very low rate. Great. Uh, so for the first year I was... Uh, yeah, in the back of a little kitchen in a big warehouse. Love it. Um, I think that's the hardships that people have to start off with before they can thrive into a good business. And, and a lot of people don't don't go through with that sort of stage or get, get down that it's not happening straight away. But your persistence is definitely paying off. Yeah, absolutely. But I've, I've been so lucky, I feel, to, to have met the right people that have supported me and uh, believed in in the project for sure and i think they can see the passion that you bring and and people always want to help people that are compassionate and and really thriving and believe in their product what let's talk about their cheese making what what are your cheeses made of and take us through the process without giving away your secret weapon (laughs) (laughs) um well we we use uh, australian made uh, organic soy milk um that's the base and we use organic coconut oil for the fat. And uh, then there's different starches and natural flavors like vinegars and lemon juice and 
uh, nutritional yeast, things like that. Nutritional yeast is the bomb. Whether you're plant-based or not, you definitely should <laughs> yeah, get on that. Yeah, it adds a lot of uh, flavor to things. Cheesy flavor, definitely. Yeah. And would you say that most of your cheeses are made from nuts as well? Um, no, we have uh, the main range that, uh, that's been there from the start were made for, uh, for melting. So to get that texture, you, it's difficult to use nuts. So that's why it's soy milk Definitely. based. Um, but we do have um, an almond feta, a baked almond feta, which is almonds based. Um, and uh, a pate, which is cashew based. Great. And they're the only two ones that involve involved. Yeah, nuts. at the moment. But um, eventually, once we get uh, money and things fall into place, we'll be able to produce more and more uh, nut-based products. For sure. And I've personally had your your cheeses and they're amazing. They melt so well on pizzas. They taste good fresh as well. So they're definitely the, the whole kit and caboodle there for sure. What cheeses do you guys sell here? Oh. Uh, if you can think off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think we have eight or nine at the moment awesome so just lots of different flavors we've got an american cheddar a pepper jack uh smoked mozzarella a mozzarella with tomato and herbs a bocconcini brie almond feta and a pate lovely and you've got a cheese for every different occasion so you could use it to put on a pizza or you could have it with a cheese and wine platter if you're having some friends over couldn't you yeah exactly Great. so i think we have uh have the widest range in australia fantastic which is uh yeah what we wanted to do is uh, really to have something that would taste as good on a cheese platter as on a pizza for sure and i think uh, a lot of there's a big gap in the market between having cheeses that melt really well and then cheeses that you can eat fresh. So you guys have definitely got the got the string above the rest for sure. Do you think this cheese would be a indulgent cheese or something that you could have every day? Um, I guess it would the nutritional side of it would be pretty much like a dairy cheese. It's quite high in fat. Um, so if you're happy with that <laughs> as part of your health uh, uh, regime, then definitely can have some every day. But uh, but yeah, it's it's not designed as a health food. It is an indulgent uh, product. Fantastic. So it's definitely healthier than dairy products. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, more for just indulging great i'm a firm believer in having things in moderation and not having excessive amounts of anything so i think that if you're going to have it every day keeping your portion sizes to what your body feels like talk to us a little bit how the cheeses melt man do they do they go well in the oven or yeah absolutely they're uh, they're really good for melting um the pepper jack and the cheddar are really good for shredding yeah so yeah, you can put that on top of everything. The other ones are better off uh, slicing or, or dicing. Like the mozzarella? Yeah. Great. Fantastic. And what what is the shelf life of the product and how would we store it? Would we keep it in the fridge? or? Um, yeah, except for the, the almond feta, that's, uh, that can have a very long shelf life outside of the fridge as long as it's covered in, in the marinade. Okay. Um, the other ones should be kept cold. Um, 
Yeah, once you've opened the packet, uh, you should probably use it within a week or, a week. or so. Great. But uh, yeah, you, you'll be able to tell when it's not good anymore. For sure. And what is keeping the almond feta longer a shelf life than the rest of them? Uh, it's that it's sitting in oil, so the oil acts as a preservative. Natural preservative. Yeah. Fantastic. Where can we buy this Demona cheese? Um, we have a few hundred stockists now, so I think the best way to find out is uh, to go to our website at damona.com.au and there's a, a list of, uh, of the shops. Awesome, and I'll have those in the show notes for you guys. Martin, where do you see Demona and veganism in 10 years' time? Um, I hope that uh, Damona will be uh, will be uh, one of the the main companies in the world uh, for dairy free products, um, and I think veganism will be a huge part of uh, of life <laughs> for most people for sure. in in ten years' time. I think it'll uh, take over more and more of the market uh, as well in terms of products. Great. So yeah, I'm very, very optimistic. I love it, and I'm I'm a realist too. And at the moment, it's on the increase as well. And if we can't get people to fully transition into veganism, we can get people to eat more plants, which I think is more beneficial for the health, and the environment. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, some some trends they'll come and go, but I think this one is uh, here to stay. For sure. Really. But yeah, as we were saying before, there's no turning back once you become aware of of uh, the, those things. And I couldn't agree more with that. There's a lot of studies to show that this is the most optimal diet for longevity, so a more sustainable approach rather than other diets which are solely focused on aesthetic views or how we look in the mirror. Yeah. Martin, what is your main goal here with Demona? I think it is to, to provide... Uh, alternatives to, to people, uh, not just to people who have already made the decision to, to be vegan, but uh, yeah, to, to make uh, the average person realize that there are good alternatives, that you don't have to use uh, dairy to, to enjoy food. <laughs> Fantastic. I couldn't have said it better myself, Martin. That's great. And lucky last question, what avenues can we reach you on? You mentioned your website before. Do you have an Instagram page where people can look at your Yeah, products? we have uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Awesome. So. And I'll have those handles in the show notes for you guys at the end. Well, Martin, thank you so much for your time today. I really thoroughly enjoyed diving into how you are putting a spin on the market and showing us that you can have your indulgence cheeses without the cruelty attached to it. So thank you for your time. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria. Euphoria.